ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the Sample Hour. I hope you all are having a great, great time with whatever it is you're doing today. Anyways, just wanted to make some announcements before this episode. So this episode is uh, it's the second episode of uh, Live Free FM that I was on. Um, so I uh, just want to apologize. It's, uh, it's been a little bit since I put any content out. So I've been working on some other stuff. Um, and uh, But here's some things to look forward to. So finally, 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 there will be a website for the sample hour. So uh, I've gotten with some professionals, and uh, so now some things might change. So currently, the RSS feed you are subscribed to, um, you may have to subscribe to a new one. So I'm not 100% sure yet. I might be able to have it stay the same on iTunes and Stitcher and wherever you you get this content. Um, but there might just be a second feed that you might have to find. And if that's the case, I'm going to just say, hey, I'll just record an episode and say, hey, there's a second feed. Please, please switch to that feed. So um, that's that news there. Um, now, this Friday, um, and this Friday is going to be so today, I'm, put, I'm putting this out. It's Saturday the 24th. So this Friday, which I believe is the 29th, at the Columbus Funny Bone. It's here in Columbus, Ohio. We are going to be having a Death Squad Ohio event for Joey Diaz. So I'm sorry, it's Friday the 30th. We're going to be having a Death Squad Ohio event at at the Columbus Funny Bone. So we're going to have some people are coming in town. So just come and hang out. It should be a good time. We're going to be meeting at World of Beer at 8.30. Um, and then for the meetup and then afterward, um, we are going to go to the 1015 show. So I think in reality though, we could probably push that meet back, meet up back to 845. So I think we're going to do that, but just, um, keep, uh, take a look. I mean, we'll update you either check my Twitter feed or check Death Squad Ohio's Twitter feed or check, uh, Death Squad Ohio on Facebook and we will get you informed. So... With that being said, guys, I hope you enjoy this. Uh, this is a little bit late because it's the 24th of the month, but this was the year end, so we actually recorded this. Uh, I recorded this with Nathan at the end of December. So I've just been kind of just been behind with stuff. Like I said, I've been working on other stuff, but a lot of it is, is pod- podcast related. So uh, if there's any, also if there's any guests or anything like that, you know, you want me to try to get on and you want to hear. Just uh, you can email me, so it's the sample hour at gmail.com. Um, also, just like us on on Facebook, so facebook.com forward slash the sample hour, and then uh, Twitter as well. Follow the sample hour on Twitter and follow at your sample on Twitter. All right, guys, with that being said, enjoy the show. Protection. Word up. 
Let the end begin with an ending spree This prank was meant for killing the industry Shifting the symmetry of the menace filling its ministry And let the fifth element beat replenish me My schemes just like the center weed My script just like a mix of speed and LSD It's chemistry, it's simple We send it men to get embassies We dead MCs, my ether will keep them creeping like centipedes This entities, only intent is venting its energies My hands are tenement with my pens are tenant And rent is free I'm like a lyrical eugenics registry The only way to check identities is dentistry My destiny's to build until my lyrics have more density than Pegasi After it explodes, the show the supernova's legacy Alright, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls Sentient creations of all shapes, colors, and sizes Welcome to another exciting episode of the Live Free FM radio show I'm your host, Nathan Frazier We're broadcasting live on the Truth Frequency Radio Network UCY.TV, LiveFreeFM.com, 90.7 FM in the Denver metro area and we're broadcasting on repeat on millions of iPods and, and smartphones all across the world. However you're listening, at least you're listening, and I want to say thank you for that. Tonight is going to be the last episode of Live Free FM for the calendar year. I've got Drew from the or Drew, Drew Sample from the <laughs> Sample Hour joining me tonight. And I have no idea what day it is. Drew, do you know what day it is so we can do a timestamp? Today is Sunday, the 28th of December. Sunday, the 28th of December. I would be lost without you. How are you doing, man? (laughs) Doing well. Thanks for having me on again as a co-host. It's always an honor and a pleasure. Absolutely. And before we jump into stuff, uh, let people know where they can go and find out uh, more about the work that you do, because I absolutely love your podcast. And I want the listeners to be able to listen to it as well. Well, thank you again for the compliments, sir. Um, So if you go to Google and you just Google search the sample hour, that's a pretty easy way. I'll always be the first uh, first first uh, search result. Um, But if you go to iTunes, I'm on iTunes. I'm also on Stitcher. Uh, Any any place where you get a podcast, my podcast is there. So search for the sample hour. Please subscribe, rate, and review. I'd greatly appreciate it. And um, you can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at your sample and also at the sample hour. Mm, I need to start becoming more active in Twitter. I ignore Twitter. I, I tag you all the time. And I, know. Like, I, I, I And I just am like, whatever. There goes Drew tagging me in yeah, Twitter again. Yeah, you're like, I'm like, yeah, Nathan might look at this in a couple weeks, maybe. I'm like, Stop filling up my <laughs> inbox, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need any more of these alerts. Uh, I, I No, I do, actually. I need to learn how to capitalize on Twitter because it's a resource that I've been ignoring. And uh, I get a good response on Facebook for when I try and promote the show over there. But I definitely am lacking in the Twitter field. So uh, maybe maybe uh, me and you can have a discussion about that after after the show or behind the scenes and Absolutely. Um, I can, I can help you out with some audio problems that you're having and you can help me out with some Twitter problems that I'm having. You help me with website issues too. You know, with, with, with helping me so I can just say, go to the sample Cause if you go there right now, all you're going to see is just my album art and an attempt at me to build a website, which failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> and if the listeners don't know, I actually do website development professionally. So, uh, I would I would love to help you out with that. That'll be one of our one of our new year resolutions, new year revolution, re- revolutions, resolutions. <laughs> For some reason, I feel like I'm going to say New Year's resolutions a bunch of times throughout the show. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's resolutions can be revolutions as well. So that's the cool thing. So it works either way. 
Absolutely. So before we jump into it, though, I do want to give, I've got to do two things. First of all, I need to go into the chat room, hit refresh, and give a shout out to everybody that's in the chat room early. The chat room is made possible by Jules over at UCY.TV. Looks like we've got a bunch of anonymous listeners. Much love to everybody that's anonymous. Myself, I'm in there. Drew Sample is in there as well. Uh, the O effect, I believe. That may be uh, the O'Chili effect is there. Regular Girl is there. What's up, Regular Girl? Jules is there. Joe Friday is there. Jax Rocks is there. Hopper HB, I believe. And Behind the Woodshed is there. Much love to everybody that showed up early and uh, is participating in the UCY.TV chat room. Is Vincent and Easley in there? He's, he's, he's always in there. Where's he, Vincent at? Oh, yep, there he is. <laughs> he just showed up. <laughs> he's probably already in there. Sometimes the chat has a little bit of a lag before I can see anybody. And uh, yeah, so anyways, much love and thanks everybody for showing up. Uh, also, I got to give a huge thank you to two listeners. Um, I think I probably already did one of them last week, but drugs i do drugs and they make me forget <laughs> things um aaron from rogersville missouri make may making a donation uh the week before last if i didn't already say thank you i do want to say a huge thank you thank you for supporting the show supporting uh this type of media and also to charles in ferndale michigan charles also just made a donation this week and i want to say a huge thank you to charles for that i really do appreciate it and you guys out there, um, I'm not saying you have to donate to this show, but uh, if you're somebody that consumes a lot of this type of media and uh, if you're somebody that turns around and, and puts out this type of media as well or gives your time up to do some sort of activism, then I wouldn't put a call, a call to action on you whatsoever. But if you're somebody that absorbs a lot of this stuff and you find value in this type of stuff and you have, you know, one or two content creators that you really find a lot of value in their work, whether it's me or not, whether it's even people that I disagree with the way they do things. Uh, if you find value in what people do and you've got an extra couple of dollars, why not hit the donate and um, start that person's year off with, uh, with a return of value. And uh, it, it's always a great thank you. It, 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 uh, it helps people be able to keep the lights on. It also helps people, know that there's a market demand for what they're doing and uh like i said if you if you receive value and you're not one of the people out there creating the value um you might want to consider sending back a little bit of value to the people that you feel like you're benefiting from their work so that's right anyway. make a contribution so that's right so a donation donation kind of sounds like a charity but you know you can be a contributor to to the program that you love Absolutely. And the unprogrammed that you The unprogrammed, yes. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to do kind of a, a year-end review and a New Year's resolutions type of episode tonight. So um, we'll kind of go back and forth. Drew, I'll let you kind of start out uh, right. with some of the things kind of in your personal life if you don't mind and if you're if you don't want to share it then just be like I don't know you guys well enough to share this with you but uh if you had anything that you wanted to any kind of goals or any kind of accomplishments that you've made um here would be the time to spill it let's do it all right so let's focus on last year so I you know 
It, I was talking to Nathan before the show started. I'm, I was kind of beating myself up a little bit today because I haven't. I mean, so ultimately this year was a failure for me because I still work a job. So like, and for anybody that doesn't know me, I hate working a job. Like I want to be financially dependent upon myself, not, you know, relying on somebody giving me a paycheck every two weeks. So, um, so I was a little bit disappointed in myself on that. However, I do feel like I did put in a lot of work into myself to position myself, even though I'm saying myself quite a bit. So my apologies to be positioned, to be able to walk away from my job in the future. So I'm proud of myself for that. Also networking this year, like this year was a great year. So, um, because of this show, um, that, I, that we're, we're on right now, Live Free FM. I was able to uh, network with Alma Summer, and she invited me to come out to the Jackalope Freedom Festival, and that was a blast. Um, I've been able to travel and go to Toronto for and help with this com- help my friend with this comedy show. I'm going to be doing that again um, this week or at, yeah, this upcoming weekend. So Friday the second, we have another show at the Underground, so that should be cool. Um, but, uh, more importantly, you know, something I recently did with a lot of thanks to the girlfriend who special shout out to you, if you are listening, um, I started doing this thing, uh, and actually Jan Irvin's confrontation with me on my podcast about how I need to stop eating wheat and all this other stuff. So, um, I'm on like day 21 of no wheat, soy, gluten, uh, or dairy, and I feel really good and I've lost about 10 pounds. And so I think, you know, to, to take us into this upcoming year, um, outside of, you know, having some financial goals of, you know, saving money and, and trying to start up some, some investing in some side businesses on the side, I would like to get my health in order and I'd like to, to be a lot healthier, even though like I'm not that unhealthy, but I need to get to a healthier weight. And, uh, so typical, typical new year's resolution right there, Nathan, wait, it's, wait, goal. <laughs> it's funny though, that you mentioned, uh, wheat and, and gluten and wheat is like at the top of our food pyramid, Pyr- Illuminati pyramid. <laughs> uh, wheat is at like the top of our pyramid and coincidentally, it's also like one of the most heavily tax funder subsidy, tax funded, subsidized uh, Isn't it wheat and corn out there? Wheat, corn, and soy, all of them. Yeah, that's it's nuts for for big crops. I mean, it's you know farmers don't grow vegetables really anymore. It's all anybody who hasn't seen King Corn, like that's a great documentary from I think like seven years ago. But definitely worth. Have you ever checked that out? It's definitely worth checking out. These guys want to know why we're corn isn't everything, and they do a hair sample, and they're like, "Hey, your hair is thirty percent corn." Holy crap. Because it's in like everything and uh, it's like a high amount. It might not be that high. So that could have been <laughs> some BS, but it was, it was definitely at least 15%. Um, so, I mean, like, yeah, like, so wheat and, and all that stuff, it's really not, I mean, I mean, they're, they have opioid peptides in them. So those, those four like foods that I said, I cut out. So they, it bonds with your brain like an opiate. It's kind of, kind of some far out stuff when you think about it. Yeah. I've been thinking I need to get off of the wheat and uh, one one thing that I, I actually spoke with Jan about this as well. <laughs> he, he brought up the fact that uh, 
when you first try to do it, it's almost like an addiction. Like you have to wean yourself off of wheat, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I went cold turkey. So this thing, Whole30, though, um, Melissa and Dallas Hartwig have really done a really good job of, um, they wrote this really good book called It Starts With Food. So I definitely, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, but uh, it, it's, there's a whole community. So, I mean, it's like that, that was tough, but also like planning your meals, it gets really hard. Like it's really just fighting convenience. That's the hardest thing. Cause mm-hmm. we're so used to being convenient. Like everything's prepackaged and done for us. And uh, so that's the hardest thing is like, you know, changing your relationship with food. And it's like, and it really is a very freeing thing to be in, like to be, because that's something you can control in your life is what you're putting into your body. And in reality, like I, I do feel like my brain is working a lot more efficiently and it's it's easier for me to to form sentences. Now, I still, you know, I'm not there. I'm still not that good at it, but I'm getting better. <laughs> Which is a good skill to have when you work on the radio. Yeah, yeah, that's that's for sure. So, so uh, oh, keep going. Uh, I was just going to kind of go over a couple of things that I have accomplished in my life that I was happy about. Yes, sir. Please do. So I'm starting to actually get a better outlook on life again. And uh, I, for listeners that are longtime listeners, I had a, a real rough year, year and a half, about a year, two years ago. Uh, but I'm starting to get a better outlook on life. I'm, I'm more motivated towards reaching my goals again, which I just had all the wind taken out of me because of uh, some particular incidences that happened. But uh, also we just launched our new software with, within like the next week or so. So we should be doing the official launch of it. So uh, if you guys want to check that out, you can go to my graffiti We just finished our, uh, we just finished the coding up of the software and the payments processing because I'm a greedy capitalist <laughs> and uh, the packaging is almost done. So as soon as the packaging for the product is done, we're going to start um, really pushing that. And hopefully, like Drew said, one of his goals is to become financially independent. independent. That's kind of what I'm trying to work towards, too, as well. That's that's something that a lot of people that care about freedom that I'm starting to notice. A lot of them are very entrepreneurial minded. I feel like you have to be if you really care about freedom because in no, the end, cause you know what? I know people, I, <laughs> I know people on Facebook that, uh, are like fans of my music from back in the day yeah. and still com- com- communicate with me on Facebook and they're, they, they claim to be all about freedom, but they just hate, they hate the free market. They hate money. They hate entrepreneurship. It's like, I don't understand it, but, uh, I don't know. I, I have my theories about it and maybe I'll go into that into a, in a future episode. But I do know a lot of people that say that they care about freedom, say that they hate government, but at the same time don't want to have any kind of free market or any kind of entrepreneurship whatsoever. Well, I mean, the nice thing is, is they can have their own little commune and do that. I mean, they could, you know, if that's what they wanted to do. I, I Until don't... they run out of food. And <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. But I mean, greedy if... capitalists give it up. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah, they will have to deal with us greedy capitalists at, one, at some <laughs> point. But they can keep their dealings to a minimum. Um, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to be optimistic. But that's good, man. I'm glad. Um, that's exciting, man, to, to hear. Um, congratulations about Thank the, the cake software. Yeah, man. So... Well, that's cool. What else? What else do you got going on, Mister Frazier? <laughs> um, we're I'm working with Ken, one of the other co-hosts, on a Word Director video game, and we're about a third of the way through 
the work on that one. And we're just about to where we're about to uh, release it on Kickstarter. So hopefully that'll happen in the very near future. Uh, a funding um, drive on Kickstarter to get the rest of the game paid for and done. And uh, I made it another year of poking the hornet's nest of government without being stung. I haven't been swatted this year. I haven't been locked in a de- in, an, in an internment camp or a detention center. So that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy that I made it through this year as well. You know, I uh, didn't get choked out by the police. I didn't get choked out by the police. No, like I really, you know, I had an incident where it might have happened, and uh, I uh, I shamed these police officers into not <laughs> attacking me. <laughs> I don't think I've told this story. So we went to we went. I went tailgating with some guys, some old friends that aren't all about the whole freedom thing. They, you know, well, they're just kind of apathetic. And uh, this door guy was a jerk. And being a door guy, I that really blows my mind. So I didn't know why he was kicking my friend out and not and saying he wasn't allowed in. So he went and said some stuff to the cops. And I said, this guy is full of, you know, what? And then the cop told me that I need to mind my business. And I said, well, excuse me, officer, this is my business. This is my friend. And now I can't enjoy my night. So how's, can you please explain to me how this isn't my business? And then, uh, he kept kind of going at me and I said, and, and then one of his friends came up and I said, Oh, I see you guys are trying to intimidate me now. That's really unnecessary. I'm not a violent threat. And I just shamed him. And the, the guy was like, you have a good evening, sir. And I was like, you too. <laughs> So was, that was my experience of shaming police officers. Oh, that's funny. So, and I didn't get stomped in. I didn't get my teeth kicked in or that. Probably because you're white. Probably, yeah. My, privilege. My, my friends that were with me, like there was, you know, they were all, you know, of darker complexion. They were like, man, we love watching our white friends talk to police. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so that was funny too. It's like that Dave Chappelle uh, we're not gonna take it. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave Chappelle. That that guy. That that the Dave Chappelle show is still probably like one of my all time favorite TV shows ever. Yeah, my friend made actually for anybody that's interested. My friend made a really good documentary. Uh, it's called the Fifty Million Dollar Question about Dave Chappelle and Neil Brennan and what happened and why the Chappelle show stopped. And it tells really both perspectives. Like uh, Dave Chappelle watched it and really liked it. So uh, if you just Google search that or you go to Brandon Farley's, uh, I think it's Mischief Maker on Vimeo, or if you just Google search that with Brandon Farley, it's really good. So I had to do a shameless plug there for my friend there, Nathan. That's okay. Um, <laughs> one other thing that happened this year, and I don't know uh, if this is like a, a, an accomplishment or not, I got blocked on Facebook by Stefan Molyneux, like, uh, I don't know when. I'm assuming I did an episode where I talked about how it's dangerous to make great men or celebrities in any kind of movement. And uh, (laughs) I used him as an example, but I didn't directly, in in my opinion, I don't feel like I directly attacked him. But I did did offer a, 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 he did a warning to people to, uh, he's, he's, He's kind of sensitive, I hear. It seems like it, yeah, because I, I don't feel like I did, I don't feel like I did, I said anything that if somebody said it to me or about me would have offended me or hurt my feelings in the least bit. I just, it was more of a, a criticism of, of us, the people in 
outside the freedom movement yeah. than it was about any one particular person. It was more about us needing not to fall for the same mindset failings that most statists fall for. And uh, yeah, the only time I've ever even mentioned him on the show, other than like I, I give him praises all the time and I uh, I used to add all kinds of his, his audio into the bonus sections when I used to do bonus sections on the podcast. So I've never really like criticized him other than the fact that I criticized people that blindly follow um, him kind of like made a, a, a cult leader out of him. And uh, yeah, he's, I don't know he's if definitely why, a cult. He's definitely a cult leader. So if you listen to Stefan, you can, you can block <laughs> me too. I wouldn't say he's a cult leader, but uh, <laughs> I, I would say that I understand a lot of the criticisms of some of the stuff, but I, even to this day, I still like a lot of the stuff that he puts out. Yeah. Uh, but he's still, he's just a man. I mean, that's the whole thing exactly. that people need to realize. Like he's like, I mean, like, uh, I mean, he's fallible just like anybody yeah, else. Yeah. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to say stupid things. I mean, we all do. It just, is just part of being human. Exactly. And that's, that was kind of my point was not to look for great people to, to set us free, not to have this Messiah complex that we put on any individual and that. It's horrible when people do it to Obama. It's horrible when people do it to George Washington and the founding fathers. And it's also horrible when liberty-minded people do it to their celebrities. And that was basically the only time that I had ever criticized him. And I, I, I noticed like a week ago that I never saw his stuff in my feed anymore. So I went to a couple of correspondences that him and I had had. And I looked to see if, uh, if his responses were still there and they were missing and so I went looking for his page and I couldn't find it. So it, I posted, I asked if anybody knew what had happened and everybody's like, no, his page is still there. But <laughs> apparently my, my, uh, Facebook is blocked from seeing it. You're such a deviant amongst the deviant culture. I'm, How I'm, dare I'm not, you? Though. How dare you even <laughs> mention the name of Stefan on your podcast? <laughs> How dare you express? <laughs> How uh, dare you express freedom of speech? You get blocked, sir. Especially in the freedom movement. You're getting blocked, sir. That freedom <laughs> talk is not welcome here. Yeah, it was kind of strange. I don't know. The listeners are like, who the hell is Stefan? Some <laughs> yeah. of them know. Some uh, of them anyways, might be. I don't wish any ill on him. I just thought it was kind of weird that I got blocked. I thought it was a. a if that it's was, I, you know, I don't know why I got blocked, but if that was why, it seems kind of like a little bit of an overreaction, but whatever. You know, I've never been blocked on Facebook by a dude. No, ex-girlfriends, plenty of those. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <teasing>. <laughs> I've been, I've been blocked and defriended. I've been so defriended. Many. Yeah. I've been, I've been defriended plenty of times. Me and my buddy Daniel every once in a while go on this, and, and I probably shouldn't say this because people will start to figure out what it is. But every once in a while, we have a bet on who can lose the most amount of friends in a week. Oh, nice. And so we post things that we know are going to make, <laughs> make, make our, people go our crazy. uncomfortable and see how many people. <laughs> and, and every single time I've won. But uh, <laughs> I want to I I, play this game. This sounds fun. I have a bigger pool to lose friends from. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure I've I've been on the like uh, unsubscribed or like they don't want to they figured out that they can not be my friend but still be my friend so they just uh, remove my statuses from their from their feed. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot. I know a lot of people on my friends list have probably done that to me as well. <laughs> That's okay though. Um, so 
we're going to talk when we come back. We, we're coming up on a break pretty soon. But when we come back, I kind of want to talk about some of in, in the pro-freedom, pro-liberty atmosphere. It, we've seen a lot transpire in the last year. And uh, some of this stuff, actually, me and Kurt did a, a very similar episode to this last year. And we predicted some of this stuff that has happened in because uh, we're psychic. That's right. Um, <laughs> but and just one more reason why you should listen to Live Free Up. We're, we're uh, psychic and part of the Illuminati. MK Ultra, actually. <laughs> He's just joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we, it, some of the stuff we're going to be talking about, we we kind of guessed would would probably be happening and definitely came to fruition. But uh, one of the, one of my favorite things that happened this year is. Woody Harrelson again came out and came out as a self-described anarchist in a a major media outlet. I think it was ABC this time uh, after doing an episode of Saturday Night Live just a couple months back, uh, came out again in, in a major media outlet and admitted to being an anarchist, admitted to to believing that people don't have the right to rule over each other and that society would be better if people stopped pretending like they was that right. And uh, I hate to, I hate to be like, see a celebrity agrees. That means our idea has credibility, but it is kind of cool. Cause I've always liked Woody Harrelson and, and to hear him say that uh, was kind of cool. Yeah. People listen to celebrities for some reason. So it does give more cred to, to whatever's going on with us. Yeah. Which is horrible, but that's where our culture know. is, man. The magic box. Yeah, well, it, if anything, it, it may be 100,000 people out there that read it and then decided, well, what's this that Woody Harrelson's talking about? Maybe I'll look into it a little bit further. And uh, maybe 100,000 people went and looked up peaceful anarchism and that seed was planted. So not that celebrity status makes it real, but it definitely adds to the platform or adds a, a, a new layer of platform for the message to be spread. Absolutely. So that was kind of cool. Um, we've got about 40 seconds left. When we come back on the other side of the break, I think that's bad radio etiquette to tell people how much time. <laughs> we're just supposed to pretend that we've got it going on in our mind. and we're like, oh, We, we just know break. automatically. Uh, we're not counting down at all, guys. Uh, we don't we're not have, trying to fill space. We're not uh, trying to fill space because we really can't get into anything because there's only 25 seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we do come back, we'll talk about... Um, gun control and police and all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, this is the Live Free FM radio show. I'm your host, Nathan Frazier. I'm joined tonight by Drew Sample of the Sample Hour. We'll be right back on the other side of the break. We're going to be greedy capitalists and try and sell you some stuff. Don't go anywhere. Right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, sentient creations of all shapes, colors, and sizes, welcome back to Live Free FM. I'm your host, Nathan Frazier, and we're broadcasting live all over the place and pre-recorded in your mobile listening device. Thank you for listening, and uh, welcome back to the show. We're joined tonight, we, me and my multiple personalities, <laughs> my <laughs> my multiple MK Ultra 
pro pre-programmed personalities. We're joined tonight by Drew, Drew Sample from the Sample Hour, and we're talking about the year-end review, and we're going to go into a couple of revol- revolutions. There I go again. Resolutions, and uh, see, that's that's my MK Ultra programming. I want to keep saying revolutions <laughs> instead of revolts. Revolts. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if like clips of this episode will be used against me in future YouTube videos. And then you'll just uh, reduce yourself to blocking people on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, inside jokes. Inside Anyways. jokes. <laughs> we're back and we're we're alive and Mr. Obvious just joined us in the chat in the chat room. Much love and thanks for Oh, and the King for Mayor just joined us as as well. And actually Ken is the King for Mayor. He's one of the co-hosts on the show as well. And uh, next week, I believe Ken's going to be on and we're going to get deeper into the whole North Korea, Sony Gate and more more stuff. I'll tease it. Uh some some of the things that we're going to talk about next week, the the recent Sony Christmas hack. Sony and Xbox both got hacked. and uh, Oh, by the, uh, the Lizard Mafia. <laughs> something. <laughs> the Lizard People Mafia. We'll be, talking about, uh, we'll be talking about that on next week's episode. So definitely be back here next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And uh, I'll be your, your host with the hero complex, Bruce Wayne. So <laughs> <laughs> anyways... Um, we were talking about, before we went into the break, we were talking about uh, some of the things that have happened this year. And one of the things that I wanted to bring up, uh, two polls that just recently came out, a Gallup poll, uh, within the last month, a Gallup poll was released that said gun control had almost completely faded away as an issue that voters care about, which is strange with how much gun violence is shoved down our throats by the mainstream media, which is pretty much becoming a dinosaur media now. And another thing was a pew and not like it is spelled P E W, but it's not like a pew, 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 like the typical uh, gun toting American uh, (laughs) meme that they always put out there. But a pew research poll finds that more Americans now support the right to own a gun than support gun control laws. And uh, this is, kind of a strange thing, especially in the middle of a democratic presidential, um, dictatorship. Yeah. Lack of a better word. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely strange. Um, I mean, I, I definitely, I think people are just realizing that, you know, how out of balance things are and also that, you know, you need to protect yourself. Like, you know, things are not as good as you think they are. I mean, and actually most of the time they're better, but, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, you know, I think police being the police that they are now and just, and just the, I also think the government that just like our government just is openly transparent about their corruption. And, you know, and I remember when I was in uh, Prague quite a few years back, um, we were talking to this guy, um, and that's in the Czech Republic, which used to be communist. So now they're very, very pro-capitalist. So it's a, it's a Prague's a very cool city to visit. But this guy owned a brothel, and we were talking to him, my friend and I, and he said like the nice thing about corruption is it makes people care more, and uh, and that always kind of like stuck with me. 
And now you're kind of seeing like as corrupt as our government's getting, I'm not saying this is a good thing, but it is actually forcing people to pay attention more and people actually care about it more. Like people are saying, you know, you're right, Drew, like things are out of control. And it's like, yeah, I've been saying this for years, but I'm glad you're on my, my side now. So um, what do you think? I, I kind of agree. I, I think that uh, one of the things that I've really been a, a fan of as far as activism goes is pointing the light on the cockroaches rather than rather than just complaining about things or, or uh, trying to, I don't know, I, I mean. March in the street. Yeah, the, 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 fact that, uh, the fact that there's so many cell phone cameras out there, the fact that things can be uploaded to YouTube immediately, things can be streamed and captured on the, on the internet as they happen, um, has, for a long time, police have been painted, and, and if you look at mainstream media, they're still kind of painted as, uh, if, if you watch like crime dramas, they go out and they catch the guy that murders people, and they go out and they stop the guy who kidnapped the little girl, and, and it's great police work, and yes, sometimes they have to break a couple laws or or bend some of the policy rules, but it's to protect us. And yeah. uh, that's really not uh, th this, this system of law and order, these, these serialized formulaic cop shows and court shows that have painted what people believe about law and order for the last, you know, all the way back to like Hill Street Blues and even further than that. We've only had one side of the conversation and now the other side of the conversation is gaining volume because we've kind of taken over the media and uh, another, another side of the argument is being presented to a lot of people. And it seems like, it seems like credibility of police officers is becoming more and more every day called into question and Things like Free Thought Project, which is an awesome website, and Cop Block, those type of things are going viral. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I, as somebody who's been trying to point out how corrupt these systems of control are my entire life, it kind of feels a little bit... Uh, vindicating. Vindicating <laughs> that, uh, that people are starting to actually pay attention. Yeah, it's, it's refreshing because the more apathy that exists the, the the more people are just going to take away our freedoms so the more people don't care about it the more they're just going to take from us so and that's the one thing that you know like i'm not a fan of the nra but something that because they always say some crazy stuff like that that hurts themselves but one thing that like gun control like pro gun groups have always known that you know, if you give an inch, they take a mile. So they've always might seem crazy to, I mean, like a lot of liberal friends are like, oh, the NRA, but it's like, you know, well, I mean, here's, here's the deal with what the pro gun people get is that, you know, if, if you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. So even though I just said that, I just, I just figured I'd repeat myself over and over again, Nathan. So, uh, but at, at what's important to me with that is that they've always understood. I mean, that's, like to me, it's, you know, I respect them because they've never, they've never given up. They've never given in. They've never settled. I mean, it's always, um, you know, they always kind of stand their ground, um, which is, you know, mm. 
not I maybe not that. always, but well, I don't know. One thing though that was brought up in the chat room by uh, Mr. Obvious. He's like Drew. He's like Drew's saying dumb stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not what he said. But uh, he he did mention uh, a Forbes magazine that that uh, is comparing gun sales and gun crimes and how as gun sales go up, gun crimes go down. Of course. Um, which is for a lot of us clear thinking people is is just kind of like duh yeah captain obvious over there i don't want to rob someone if i know they have a gun they're gonna shoot me <laughs> exactly. criminals want easy prey they don't want but then you look at you know and, and i hate to generalize cops as criminals but a lot of cops are 90 percent of their job is doing things that would be criminal if they weren't wearing their magic suit so yeah i, I will say that all cops in one form or another are criminals and uh if you violate people's property rights because a drug dog sniffed and barked, you're a criminal. That's just the way it is. You violated somebody's property rights over a a non-right to enforce your belief about what people should put into their own bodies. But uh, with all of these, these things that have been going on over the last couple of years, um, the Aurora shooting here in Colorado at the Batman movie, the Sandy Hook shooting, whether or not, um, whether or not you believe the official story about either of these, I have questions about both of these incidents and, and things that don't add up in my mind, but I, I'm not going to go down the conspiratorial route, at least on this episode. Uh, but whether or not you believe that, it does seem like Every time it happens, there's a, a big uproar from anti-gun people and a big uproar from pro-gun people. And they say, see, this is why we need to get rid of guns. And then they say, no, these things always happen in areas where you're not allowed to have guns. This is why we need to get rid of gun-free zones because these, these things only happen in gun-free zones. Either way, though, after every single one of these, we don't see a decline in gun sales. We see a huge increase in gun sales. And I think this Christmas was one of the, I, I think they said that this Christmas or this Black Friday, one of the two, uh, was the the highest amount of, of people um, doing background checks to get guns in recorded history. So as these incidents happen, it's if they're trying to use them to promote gun control, it seems kind of like it's backfiring. Yeah, I feel like most of the time when, when they try to use things to, to do something, it always backfires. Um, except for, you know, nine 11 like that, that's actually like one, I mean, but yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. Um, uh, that it makes sense to me. I mean, like with, with this stuff, I mean, like I used to be very, um, I mean, I was raised pretty anti-gun and then like, as I got older, I just realized the importance and how silly it is to not own a weapon, especially if you're in a dangerous area or something like that, or even just to defend your home. Like, I mean, like it's, you know, like you can't even so that the idea of police is, is, is very flawed and just an illusion because if you need to call the police, it's too late. Like if you're on yeah. the phone 911 and you're in trouble, it's too late. Like you're, you're, their point is not, all they're going to do is come and process paperwork and bully your neighbors. Yeah, so the, the old saying when seconds matter, the police are minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, I mean, so you, you need to, it's kind of like back to what I was saying about food and being in control of that. Like that's something else that you can control, like your own protection, like know how to defend yourself, learn how to shoot a gun, 
learn how to do, you know, learn how to fight with, defend yourself with a knife or whatever it is. Like self, don't, don't, uh, don't outsource your own protection. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it seems like a common sense thing, but it flies in the face of what most people think of as common sense. <laughs> That's very true. That's crazy. Um, one of the other things that in this whole thing, we've seen a lot of, uh, of, and I really hate the, I really hate the fact that a lot of this has been turned into a race issue because it, it seems almost unfair or almost like an insult uh, to, to people's lives like uh, Kelly Thomas or other people that have been of other ethnic backgrounds besides black that have been murdered by the police because there's been a lot. I think I was okay. reading something just the other day. Over a thousand people were murdered, murdered, killed by police and a lot of them were unarmed people a lot of them were people that uh and this is just in 2014 and a lot of them were not black people a lot of them were white people a lot of them were hispanic people asian people um so i don't really like the fact that these these protests have been a huge slant on this is a black white thing uh because in my opinion it's the reason that it's a black white thing is because of an economic situation, but it's really a, a state versus the people thing. And, yeah. uh, well, I mean, it's um, really like, I mean, I mean, quite honestly, I mean, you, you could even say, I mean, police, police profile who they pick on the same way, you know, a, a rapist profiles, a woman he's going after or anything like that. Like they're victims and yeah. they're, and these people are not like anybody that, Anybody that could can take on a role where they where they want to have power over another human being has something wrong with them. Like in my opinion, like if you're if you if you want to be in a role where you can physically harm another person and get away with it, like there's something wrong with you. Like in in, in society, so I I think like you know when you look at these these police officers and you know when they're going into schools and and they're they're profiling like kids with autism and trying to get them to sell them drugs or the loner kids or the kids that are already being bullied that are easy marks for them. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. I mean, like, so they're, they're, they're profiling people that, that are, are I, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting no, fired no, no. up. It totally makes sense because when it comes to, I mean, this is one of most people that, that actually think about the situation. One of their greatest criticisms is why do they spend so much time and money on the war on drugs and almost no time and money on the war on rape or the war on child molesting or the war on dangerous, actual dangerous people. They spend all the, they, they buy tanks and they buy AR 15s to go after people growing a plant, but people that get caught touching little children get six months in probation and then they're let back out on the street. And well, there's, uh, there, there's no money in it for them. There's no money in it for the state to go after actual criminals. And it's, yeah, exactly. And it's easy. It's, it's low hanging fruit to go after people that, I mean, you can tell a drug, a drug user typically just by looking at him. And when it comes to the whole race situation, in my opinion, and I, I don't know, I'm not a police officer. I haven't been, or am I? Uh, I haven't been to any like police officer agenda setting meetings, but I would assume that they are, that they tell them, look, you go after people that don't look like they can afford lawyers because the prosecutor doesn't like dealing with lawyers. The prosecutor likes handing out plea bargains. And so you go after people that look like they will take plea bargains. And 
Typically, that means people that don't have money, that don't come from affluent communities, which means people that come from lower income communities, which means minorities of, yeah. of uh, majority uh, minorities. And yeah. that's just the way it is. And I don't know if it's because of skin color or in my opinion, it's probably more about finances. Yeah, I I, th- I think it is. And, and I mean, it's it's um. It's, it's pretty, it's just pretty obvious. I mean, like I always had like, even like growing up, I grew up in like a white, mainly white suburb of Columbus, Ohio. And yeah, the cops would always pick on my friends. Like I remember there's this, this, this kid, (laughs) he got in trouble with our vice principal even because, uh, um, he was jumping on this, like someone was stealing bikes at our school. So what they were doing was they were chaining up bikes and uh so we broke this lock and uh this person said that my friend was trying to steal a bike but it was his bike so he was just trying to break this chain and it was this big ordeal and i ended up i was pretty proud i ended up getting the vice principal fired over it but anyways that's a totally (laughs) different story but yeah like i just even remember in that like that was like that was just like so anytime an authority figure it it's always you know it's it's always you know people judging like prejudging oh well they're from a lower socioeconomic class, so they must have stolen things. I mean, it's, I mean, that was a that was a thing too. I remember we were at a swim meet and there was this prank pulled, and the girls took all these boys, all the boys' stuff out of their lockers at at the host meet, and we were leaving. It was this big meet, so the parents went pretty much singled out like the suburbs, the schools that were known to have lower socioeconomic class people. Or might not have as much money, thinking that they were they were stealing them. So they searched everyone's bags, even though it was the girls that played this prank. And it was like, but they especially went after those kids. So it's it's I think it's just something that maybe it's it's something that's ingrained in society that that happens. But it's it's just silly. Yeah. One other thing we're running short on time. One other thing that I wanted to touch on uh, that I thought was great that happened this year, and as far as liberty goes, is. Cops at protests being undercover cops pretending to be protesters and trying to incite violence and other protesters calling them out and exposing them as police. That's happened, as far as I know, it's happened three times this year alone that it's become like a big story where cops were outed as as, uh, trying to incite violence and uh, peaceful protesters um, didn't go along with it. Instead, they, uh, they... they outed the police officers. And that's something that what used to just be conspiracy theory and it has hit major media at least three times this year. So that's kind of a cool thing as well. So Alex Jones was right the whole time. <laughs> at least about that he was. Um, <laughs> let's tie up the show with uh, some resolutions. I've got a couple resolutions that I definitely want to get into. Um, but for you, Drew, have you thought about any resolutions that you're going to try and, and uh, accomplish over the next year? And I don't even want to really say like the new year, new me resolutions, but just as you're opening a new chapter, what are what are some of the hopeful outcomes for this chapter of your life? Well, I need to expand the podcast. So my goal is to get a website going, get some T-shirts and posters and just ways that I could have this hobby fund itself and have a contribute button so I could thank contributors on my podcast. So that's, that's one of my goals. Another one, um, is I want to do a little bit of traveling. I want to be able to 
go back to uh, California and back a few times. Girlfriend lives there, so want to see her a lot. And um, and I think I, w- I want to get some tax IDs too. And I really want to have like an idea of and a, and a map for me to be able to walk away from my job. So this time next year, I'm not hard on myself for not getting as much accomplished as I wanted to. And I could be proud and say, okay, I got this out of the way. Now I got one year left and I'll be able to in prime position to walk away. Yeah, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. And actually that's going to be one of the things that I might implement into this show, uh, especially with the freedom media podcast that I'm trying to launch right now. Um, I might be implementing some financial freedom, uh, this show is all about living free and, and being financially free is definitely part of that. So I might start uh, interviewing people on financial freedom as well and kind of put that into the mix. It kind of depends on whether the listener wants to hear that or not, though, because ultimately this show is about the listener. Um, real quick, let me see. I hope I can get all this in five minutes. Uh, some of the things that I want to do, you guys can look forward to in the coming year. Um, I want to continue to improve the show and improve the website. And uh, I, I implemented Discuss, a, a comment forum type thing on all of the pages on Live Free FM, all of the show pages. Uh, I really want to see listeners start taking advantage of that. Uh, I'd love to get more listener interaction. It's, it's already started, but I'd like to see it continue to grow. Um, I want you guys, the listeners, to take more of an active role in what the show is and and what what needs the show can meet for you and i want you guys to give me that feedback give me those suggestions if you guys have suggestions for guests that you would like to see on the show uh anything like that any kind of uh any kind of responses or anything that you guys want to leave that that option is available for you now over at livefreefm.com And uh, I would like to see more of you guys take advantage of that so that I have more of a clear idea of where you guys want the show to go. And uh, another thing, I just started the Freedom Media Facebook page. So uh, I'll be promoting that. And that's going to be more of a community thing, not just for Live Free FM. I want anybody who's putting out any kind of Freedom Media content creators out there to utilize that page and and, uh, share it with people and and, uh, let kind of build this community. I think that the time has come. There's enough of us out there doing it that we need to start building a very strong knit community and networking with each other. And that's what I'm hoping to turn the freedom media Facebook page into. Um, one of the other things is, and I'm, I know I'm going to lose some listeners or, or turn some listeners off on this, but I've really got to monetize. Uh, I've got to start figuring out a way to uh, monetize this show. Bandwidth costs are, are getting up there to where I can't afford it anymore. I really need to get some sort of virtual assistant or something to help me put the show out on a more consistent basis. And my inbox, what I used to record, just crashed on me last week. So Pro Tools is gone. I'm back to using GarageBand, which is very sad. And to get a replacement of that, it's going to cost me like, like close to a G. And I don't know if I'm even going to be able to justify spending that money but uh i gotta i gotta for as much time and money that i put into the show i need to figure out a way to have it pay for itself yeah what's that have it pay for itself yeah Yeah, exactly um and then i'm gonna be launching a new facebook or a new uh rss feed for freedom media which is going to be the podcast interview show and i've got a new idea for a 
five minute podcast that I'm going to be adding into the show live or into the, uh, the news feed over at livefreefm.com as well. So look forward to that. And the last thing is my development, my web development company, we're toying with the idea of coming up with some apps that care about your privacy apps that allow you to do things with your phone without invading your privacy. So that's one of the, one of the hopeful projects that we'll start working on in the future. Uh, that is my, that's what I'm looking forward to for this next year. And, uh, hopefully, um, hopefully you guys will stick around with us and, uh, and go through it with us and help us meet those goals. Drew, we've got about a minute and a half left. Uh, what are some things that you want to plug and any uh, last thoughts that you want to leave the, leave the listener with? Yes. Yeah, so if you are in, well, if you just want to go to Canada for New Year's, so uh, my friend Aaron Kleiber, uh, my friend Joe is, uh, and me and another couple and another buddy, we're putting on a comedy show at the Underground, so Underground uh, Cafe and uh, Social Club, so it's on Queen Street, so uh, I invited all of my friends to it. Most of them have declined, but please, you can go to um, ticketfly.com and get tickets, so please go to that, um, and uh, just please uh, subscribe to my podcast. Check it out. Be my friend on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. Like, I'd love to talk to you guys, so please reach out to me and be my be my friend. <laughs> We're desperate for your guys' approval. Please be my friend. That's I'll accept your radio. friend request. I'm not that cool. <laughs> All right. If you guys want to find more of Drew's stuff, you can check out the sample hour. And uh, you can go and check out all his work. You can also look up Drew Sample on Facebook. 